I mean, we've known that since the beginning. <laughs> I know, but now it's mainstream. It's okay to say that now, apparently. Oh, it's okay to say that now. Well, that's, that's so great. You know, it's only what we've known since the beginning of disease. So thank you for that, media. Stop appropriating my conspiracy theories. <laughs> Stop it. Welcome to the Naked Apple. Welcome to the Naked Apple. Uh, we are micless today, but we still have mics. Haha. Yeah. <laughs> Trevor's is better than mine. <laughs> we will be micless to next time. I almost said tomorrow as if we record these back to back. Yeah, he thought it'd be fun to go to a country that pretends to be a first world country. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. he's, he's been texting us on and off. He's basically been saying how awful it is over there. So, well, you know, sounds like a good vacation. How, how can we match the unprowess speed of their high speed internet of one megabyte per second? How, oh. how can we match that? Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I hear they updated the hierarchy of needs. <laughs> Putting Wi-Fi at the bottom and then food. That, yes, that's how it is for me, anyway. Right. Priorities. And if the rolling blackouts don't get you, the elephants and other things will too. <laughs> ah, so I guess. Oh, oh, I didn't even think of that. I don't even have a uh, sound or anything for. Uh, vitamin b i didn't even think of that <laughs> oh i figured we were gonna skip it because of uh mike's not here well oh we'll do we'll do these three or four headlines on their front page all right here, probably um try to, try to do it as well as mike does it <laughs> yes let's see in insert dramatic uh news music with some voiceover by myself Da -ba -da, da -ba -da. Welcome <laughs> to the Vitamin B. Uh, this this week in, in, in headline news, um, Jesus decimates enrollment at Galilee's School for the Blind. <laughs> uh, town officials are concerned of receiving multiple complaints from faculty at Galilee's School for the Blind this week after Jesus of Nazareth healed some of their students. <laughs> that, that would put a damper some, on enrollment. Some concern. Uh, 41,000 hours of January 6th tapes reveal AOC died 13,941 times. <laughs> no, no wonder she's so nervous about it all. Is that like a Marvel timeline? <laughs> was, was Doctor Strange involved? There's only one possibility where she lives. <laughs> <laughs> and it's this timeline. Go figure. Uh, 
Lent is coming up, if you weren't aware, and Biden has suggested that the residents of East Palestine give up drinking water for Lent. You know, fixing it. Fixing things in Ohio there. And finally, uh, Hunter uh, has asked his dad to pick up his paycheck while he's in Kiev. (laughs) (laughs) This has been... Not related. Not related. (laughs) Just happened to be... Forgot to change of address. This has been your short but sweet uh, vitamin B. Dab a dab a dab a dab. Falls flat. <laughs> well, not as good as Mike, but you know, I'll take what we can because vitamin B is hilarious. <laughs> it brings a little levity to the uh, situation. Yeah. Um, all right. So this week we are giving a chest run, test test run, not a chest run, a test run of our uh, new format we want to do. And, uh, if you care for it or don't care for it, let us know and we'll decide if we want to accept or ignore your criticism. (laughs) At least I'm honest. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, with that, um, gonna gonna go through a montage of headlines that I pre-recorded, so I don't kill my voice off trying to burn through them this time around. And then we'll uh, kind of discuss whatever stood out and whatever we feel like needs deeper digging. Um, and then the last segment this week will be focusing on. Uh, undercover video that happened in Utah with educators tra- admitting to undercover vi- in undercover video that they were uh, skirting Utah law to teach CRT and other things. So, yeah. So, without further ado, I have absolutely no intro or anything for this figured out yet, so that's why it's a dry run, a test run of how this goes. Um... But yeah, here we maybe this week maybe go maybe maybe there. You see that, Keith? Yes. That means the audience will be able to see it. And this go. week on the weekly bushel, a uh, collection of headlines and stories from throughout the last week or so. A uh, study published in PubMed in January of 2020. One has found that egg yolks antibodies are excellent at blocking and binding multiple SARS-CoV-2 spike protein variants, which is fascinating considering that once it gained traction online, it is now bad to eat eggs because they can cause blood clotting. And Wait, speaking stop, of stop, which, stop, stop. the... Stop, he says. (laughs) Doesn't even want to wait till the end. He's just like, wait a minute. (laughs) Wait, since when was it bad to eat eggs? I thought everyone was clamoring to get eggs. Uh, January 26, 2022. So it's been bad to eat eggs for a year? Yeah, it was updated uh, February 3rd, 2023. Well, I think eggs are delicious. I had three of them today, and I feel like a big shot. How's How's your heart feeling? You feeling all right? <laughs> I mean, no complaints, no changes from yesterday. I need a. I've got some questions for Gaston now. Now that I think about it, what with his 
five dozen eggs. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. A lot of eggs. Okay. CDC has introduced special coding for hospitals and clinics to uh, keep track of who is and is not vaccinated. The doctors ask if you are vaccinated or not, and the ICD-10 coding system uh, is then implemented where they put in your medical records if you are or not vaccinated, and also a special code as to why you are not vaccinated. If you missed it, some updates to the Chinese uh, spy balloon from a couple weeks ago. It turns out the U.S. has been tracking it since it lifted off from China. But, you know, that's not important, I guess, anymore, because we shot it down eventually. Eventually. Speaking of shady American government things, Seymour Hirsch published an article where he lays out how the United States blew up the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. Now, this is something that uh, we have theorized about before, and not that this necessarily confirms it, but the story that he lays out is convincing, and the fact that it can't be dismissed outright is concerning. The Secret Service is... Uh, been exposed in some emails as to their involvement with covering up some of Hunter Biden's legal uh, firearm stuff. Uh, yeah, they were in the e in the emails. Um, the agents were talking to each other and even mentioned things like maybe we are asked for a favor, because at the time, um, they were not supposed to be involved with the Bidens at all with Secret Service protection. One of them wrote, it's kind of odd that we were involved in the missing gun investigation when Hunter, when neither Hunter or Joe were given, were even receiving United States Secret Service protection at the time. Hmm. Maybe we are asked to do a favor. The Pentagon is lobbying Congress to reactivate special operations programs in Ukraine after we just sent a bunch of tanks to Ukraine. But I'm sure that's all we're going to do, and we're definitely not considering sending warplanes over. Oh, oh, we are. Lindsey, Lindsey Graham is sending, wanting to send jets, fighter jets to Ukraine. Oh well. Uh, Ohio is in the middle of what's being called a mini Chernobyl, or a United States Chernobyl, with a train that derailed and tanker cars filled with noxious plas plastic uh, chemicals. Um, was exploded on purpose to try to prevent any harm from happening, and it appears that harm has indeed happened. Um, and it's been going on two weeks now, three weeks, and people are still concerned that nothing's being done. Um, residents uh, met in a town hall last week, and they were not happy. They were not happy. Uh, the train company was not present, and the line to get into town hall was a half mile long in the town of uh, East Palestine, Ohio. <clears throat> um, the FEMA has rejected Ohio's request for disaster aid to uh, Ohio, 
saying that they didn't qualify for it because there wasn't a natural disaster that made this happen. And, uh, and plus, you know, you had a uh, Pete butt stuff who said that, uh, look, rail safety is something when asked about, uh, what's being done there. He said, look, rail safety is something that has evolved a lot over the years, but there's clearly more that needs to be done because while this horrible situation has gotten a particularly high amount of attention, there are roughly a thousand cases a year of train derailing. This happens all the time. You shouldn't make a big deal out of it. He says, by the way, he has not visited uh, Ohio to survey the damage. Neither has Joe Biden, but Joe Biden did find time uh, recently to go to Ukraine to tell them we're sending them a lot more money. Because, you know, that's what we do. The EPA uh, chief, chief of EPA, uh, said it's all fine. Don't worry about it. Water's safe. Water is safe. Stop worrying. I said stop worrying about it. Um, J.D. Vance, senator from Ohio, thinks otherwise. Hey, guys. So I'm here at Leslie Run, and there's dead worms and dead fish all throughout this water. So, something I just discovered is that if you scrape the creek bed, it's like chemical is coming out of the ground. Can, can, you, show, can you come here? And, and let me just show this to people. I don't know if you're going to see this on the camera, but watch this just see that chemical pop out of the creek this is disgusting and oh, the fact wow. that we have not cleaned up the, the the train crash the fact that these chemicals are still seeping in the ground is an insult to the people who live in east palestine do not forget these people we've got to keep applying pressure that's how we're going to fix this problem thank you yeah and he's not the only one there's other residents and reporters that are showing the same thing throws a rock in and the stream is now wow. oily. Look at all that. Look at it. It's all it in the bottom oily. of the creek bed. Wow. Everywhere in the stream, all at once, turns into oil. Nice pretty colors, because that's what you're supposed to drink, is pretty bluish, purplish colors. Donald Trump announced that he is going to be visiting East Palestine. Um, by the time of this recording gets out, he'll probably have already been there it's probably mostly for show since he doesn't have any political power other than being the sort of figurehead for the republican party and running for president with the next election outside of that it'll be interesting to see what actually happens like for example a few hours after trump announces that he's going to east palestine fema has changed his mind and said actually yes we will send in California, a teacher, a Christian teacher, uh, has been fired for refusing to lie about kids' pronouns. She claims that the uh, school district uh, told her that if she doesn't use their pronouns, then use the students' pronouns and all that stuff, then she's going to be fired and they follow through. She said, I believe firmly that God created man and woman, and you are who you were made to be. And when someone has confusion about that, I believe that's lies and confusion from the devil. The school district denied that that's what they did and stated that the district denies the allegations raised by Miss Tapia. The district takes seriously its obligation to accommodate its employees' religious beliefs. That's 
fine and dandy. Simultaneously, the district is ob obligated to comply with all local, state, and federal laws, including anti-discrimination laws and laws that protect students' right to privacy, which are in place to protect the nearly 2,500 employees and 18,000 students we serve. A spokesperson for the district said employees are required to comply with state and federal laws protecting students' right to privacy and also to allow students to use fact facilities consistent with their gender identity regardless of the gender listed on the students records so the district stands by students having the right to privacy even if it's living a life that is opposite of what they their parents think that they're living and is a life that leads to a 40 plus percent suicide rate gotcha in florida Ron DeSantis is signing some legislation that creates a digital bill of rights for the uh, Sunshine State. It enshrines the following, the right to have private in-person conversations without big tech surveillance, the right to participate in online platforms without unfair censorship, the right to know how internet search engines manipulate search results, the right to control personal data, and the right to protect children from online harms. It also requires Google and other large search engines operating in Florida to disclose whether they prioritize search results based on political or ideological views or monetary consideration. It bans use of TikTok and other social media platforms tied to China and other foreign countries of concern on all government devices and bans the access of such platforms through internet services provided by any university, public school, or other government office. <laughs> Uh, it ensures government devices and servers are protected from the security risks these platforms pose through their Chinese ties, and it ensures platforms are prohibited on premises where young people could be exposed to harmful content. It prohibits any Florida state or local government employee from coordinating with a big tech company to police or censor protected speech. It'll be fun to see how this is construed to be a bad thing. Somehow. Uh, but hey, did you see that we shot down some balloons? We don't yet know exactly what these three objects were, but nothing, nothing right now suggests they were related to China's spy balloon program or that they were surveillance vehicles from other, any other country. The intelligence community's current assessment is that these three objects were most likely balloons tied to private companies, recreation or research institutions studying weather or conducting other scientific research. When I came into office, I instructed our intelligence job, community Joe. to take a... Good job, Joe. So he shot down some hobby balloons with multi-million dollar jets. A bunch of yep. hobbyists, he shot down yep, those balloons. Definitely Yay. not a distraction from everything else happening behind the scenes. Anyways, that is your weekly bushel. There you have it. That was definitely longer than I planned it to be. You know, I it it was difficult constraining myself from some of these articles because that some it's of a lot. articles are are horrifying. <laughs> yes. Yes, and it's also kind of a uh grapple of things from the last like two or three weeks just because of well we technically missed a week and double recorded so we didn't have to record that one week, so yeah. Yeah. But anyways, okay. Yeah, so hopefully those are more like five minutes or so in the future. So, what stood out to you there, Keith? What All right, was, what, talk to me about... What was the, the worst the, of the bushel? Tracking the unvaccinated. Talk to me about that one. Tracking the unvaccinated. Yeah. Yes. So this comes from... Um, uh, is it 
Redfield, Robert Doctor or Doctor Malone, I think, pointed this out. Is the one that kind of blew the whistle on this. Um. <clears throat> so yeah, back in uh, September of 2021, um, <clears throat> the CDC created a new medical code in the ICD-10 uh, coding system where doctors can ask who uh, who has received the vaccine, who hasn't. And if they replied that they did not receive the vaccine, doctors would follow up with, why have you not received it yet? And they'd enter the related codes into the system. And the CDC would use that to, um, let's see, ICD-10 coding system was created by the World Health Organization, and doctors are required to use it to categorize different kinds of patients. The ICD-10 codes are preserved in a patient's electronic health record and used by insurance companies for billing purposes. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. For uh-huh. billing purposes? That's horrifying. Sure it is. Sure it is. The CDC's National Center for Health Statistics maintains the ICD-10 codes. Within ICD-10 codes, there is a category known as ICD-10-CM codes which are reportedly used by the CDC for tracking purposes. And this CM category includes the new unvaccinated for COVID-19 category, and also the partially vaccinated for COVID-19 category, and the other under-immunized status category. The committee made it clear that the new codes would be used to track unvaccinated people at the time of the meeting. People who had adverse reactions to a past vaccine would still be categorized as unvaccinated or partially vaccinated, even if they are physically unable to get more vaccines or boosters. Well, isn't that terrific? Uh, yep. They implemented these codes to track and vaccinate people in April of 2022, according to a document published on a CMS federal government website. <clears throat> okay, so the point of the article is just that this tracking exists. Um, so what was their stated reason again for doing all this? Um, their stated reason was to, uh, let's see, during the current time of the COVID-19 pandemic, immunizations have provided protection for many people, but there is interest in being able to track people who are not immunized or only partially immunized. At the current time, this is significant modifiable risk factor for morbidity and mortality and of interest for clinical reasons as well as a value for public health. NCHS is proposing creation of codes for unvaccinated for COVID-19 and partially vaccinated for COVID-19. That's why. Okay, so they just want to track the people that are not fully um, immunized because that's that's like a health... Hey, I have a question. Um, So... I thought the point of getting the, of getting the boosters is because that immunization wears off over time. So isn't everyone not fully immunized? No, no, silly So goose. therefore, shouldn't everyone be tracked? And therefore, that would defeat the purpose of tracking? Well, see, they already know who got the vaccine. They didn't have any way to track who did not get the vaccine. See? See that? Uh, yeah, I guess so. But still, if their stated purpose is because they want to track who's immune or not, that doesn't seem like a very good reason because anyone that's ever gotten COVID is also Im- immunized. And even if they did get the vaccine, the vaccine is not all that effective. And so therefore, over time, after like six months or whatever, no one is immunized. Did you see, uh, 
what I think it was CBS posted an article that uh, natural immunity is just as good, if not better, than uh, two shots of COVID. I mean, we've known that since the beginning. <laughs> I know, but now it's mainstream. It's okay to say that now, apparently. Oh, it's okay to say that now. Well, that's, that's so great. You know, it's only what we've known since the beginning of disease. So thank you for that, media. Stop appropriating my conspiracy theories. <laughs> right? I need to slap that on a shirt. <laughs> Stop appropriating my conspiracy theories. Uh, I'm grabbing a pen. That's going to end up on a shirt. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's see here. What were some other ones? Um, okay. So the U.S. has been tracking the Chinese spy balloon since it was released. So you're telling me that the U.S. government, they knew that this Chinese spy balloon was going around and being particularly interested in what was it? Our military bases, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, basically. And well, they the figured it might. They figured it blew off course. And the U.S. government was like, "Oh, it's okay. Let's politely wait for them to finish their mission because that's how it works with uh, net, like um, international rivals. Is we just wait for their spies to finish their mission and then escort them home. <laughs> Unless the public gets gets wind of it, then we blow it up. But only after they complete their mission. Yes. 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 Wasn't that so polite? <laughs> we are benevolent leaders of the world. <laughs> yeah. Under why um, Putin waited to invade Ukraine until after Biden was elected. It's even it's even more fascinating too because I uh, it was today I heard of uh, one of the military advisors or chiefs or whatever talking about how they. Um, after this incident, they had adjusted their, um, uh, after all these balloons that were popped, they said they've adjusted their radar um, so it can track these things, which is odd because they just stated that they've been tracking a balloon that took off in China <laughs> since it took off from China. Yeah. So what are they adjusting? <laughs> Makes you think makes you think um let's see here oh and that oh, <laughs> this one i am probably not going to be able to restrain myself in the future while you're pre-recording you know, <laughs> talks about these headlines so we're gonna have to figure that out <laughs> that's why um, i say hopefully they're shorter of like five minutes or something <laughs> um I mean, I, I, I had, like, a reaction for every one of these. Okay, so journalist lays out claim on how the U.S. destroyed NORAD Stream 2 pipeline. Now, this conspiracy theory has been out there for a while. Yes. Just to make sure, it's a main, it's still a conspiracy theory at this point, right? We've confirmed so many. I haven't – I've kind of lost track. <laughs> it is – it's still considered that, yes, and it's odd because that journalist is a very lefty journalist. Um. So. So remind me of the background of the Nord Stream pipeline. That was a Russian oil pipeline, if I'm yes, not mistaken. Is that yes. right? The Nord Stream Two pipeline uh, was put in place to pump oil directly from uh, northern Russia to uh, Germany through the whatever sea is there. And wasn't it blown up pretty close to when the Ukraine conflict started? Uh, yes. Yes, and uh, beforehand, uh, Joe Biden mentioned that if uh, Russia 
does anything to Ukraine, then Nord Stream would be no more. And a reporter asked, well, what do you mean by that? Well, you'll just have to see. But we'll, we'll get it done. How, how? It's already built. It's already pumping oil. How are you going to make it? And it's not in U.S. control. It's in German control. So how how how's that going to work? <laughs> and then uh, one of his advisors seemed awful giddy after the uh, pipe blew up. So Gotcha. So the conspiracy, does it say what the U.S. interest would have, like, would have been to blow it up? Again, the conspiracy is that the United States blew it up. But, like, if we assume that's true, what would what would the United States gain from doing that? I think it was just to... I can't remember everything about this thing, because some, some of the stuff he has... Uh, does raise eyebrows right away of what now but then other things of it is, i mean yeah that probably could have happened <laughs> um but i think overall he doesn't necessarily say why it would have been done um but he explains that of how it was done and then yeah i guess the implicate implications behind it um yeah, is that we it's, did it. It's more so like reporting, quote-unquote reporting on the story than it is of putting right. motive behind <clears throat> the story. Well, as a great man once said, I am not a conspiracy theorist. I am a coincidence noticer. Yeah. Um, he points out in his thing that uh, Anthony Blinken described the moment as a potentially good one. Um, of the worsening energy crisis in Europe. Um, he said it's a tremendous opportunity to once and for all remove the dependence on Russian energy and thus to take away from Vladimir Putin the weaponization of energy as a means of advancing his imperial designs. That's very significant and that offers tremendous strategic opportunity for the years to come. But meanwhile, we're determined to do everything we possibly can to make sure the consequences of all this are not borne by citizens of countries or for that matter around the world. So it's basically to cripple Russia, but Europe relies heavily on Russian energy because they've done the whole green energy thing in Europe, especially <clears throat> especially Germany. No, and I hear that's worked out well for them. Yeah, they're suffering a particularly hard winter, so their solar panels aren't working all that great, and there's no wind. So, <laughs> well. <laughs> So, you know, it's going good. It's going good. If if only someone could have predicted that in order to get energy from solar and wind, you need, you know, solar and wind. It's the damnedest thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, it works fine on a small scale, usually. But when you, like, depend on your whole energy energy grid to be solar and wind, it's just a joke. Yep. It's just asking for failure. Yeah. <clears throat> so, was that it? You got any more that were like, hum? Uh, let's see. So my comments on the Secret Service was confused as to why it was asked to cover up Biden's illegal firearm. So the government agencies lying on, on behalf 
of illegal activities of an elected official. Well, I guess the relative of an elected official. Well, he That's, wasn't. He wasn't even elected at the time. He wasn't vice president at the time. Oh, so this was trying presidency. What? Yeah. So this is a presidential. This is a presidential. Was he at least a candidate at nope. the time? Nope. No. Really. He, he was not what? under the purview uh, of Secret Service protection, which means he was no longer vice president. Because vice presidents do not get permanent uh, uh, secret service protection, and uh, he wasn't a presidential candidate at the time. Um, so, and secret service only offers presidential protection for presidential candidates, uh, like when it's clear that no, they're like the last me. two candidates. Okay, so it sounds to me that the higher ups in the swamp, shall we call them? They like were insiders and knew that Joe Biden would run, and possibly they were insiders to know that Joe Biden would win. Allegedly, <laughs> I can't possibly predict anything like that. Um, <laughs> and therefore, uh, like because they were insiders and high officials in the swamp, they're like, "Hey, let's not let any negative information about Hunter Biden uh, leak out there because it could, um, you know, damage the." future president yeah well isn't that terrific use of our tax dollars it's, it's the best use really um yeah one one reason why i picked out these headlines and a big chunk on the uh ohio thing is all of these happened while we were focused on balloons in the sky all of this stuff came out during that time <laughs> except the egg yolk thing that was a. Uh, that was, that was a while ago. Yeah. yeah, it's it's been sitting in my queue for a while. So, outside of that, all the other stuff was uh, <clears throat> while we were worried about balloons maybe being aliens. Turns out they were hobby balloons. Oh uh, well, sir. Mm. Ah, so basically, the news cycle is often meant to be a distraction. <laughs> yes, ah! that's no moon. <laughs> Serenity now. <laughs> Yeah, and then I, I threw in the uh, uh, California teacher being fired because of her religious views, um, yeah. because it's related to what we'll talk about here in a second, because that seems like it's a pretty cut and dry win in the Supreme Court for her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's I mean, a... I'm, I'm really interested to see how the liberal justices would rule on a case like that, because... I mean, usually we know how they rule, but on cases that are very clear cut, like then occasionally we'll get a nine to nine or nine to zero. Yeah, she she supposedly has documentation of them saying specifically because you uh, won't do this uh, because of your religion, you're gonna be let go. Oh yeah, that's a clear cut. So it's like, uh, no. And a pretty clear cut lawsuit too. So, yes. Wow. Yeah. She, it's, it's like. It's the best thing for to ever happen to her. Yeah, and especially when the district's response is, um, you know, we deny these things. Of course they do, and they take seriously to accommodate religious beliefs. Sure you do. Simultaneously, the district is obligated to comply with all local, state, and federal laws. Okay, including anti-discrimination laws and laws that protect students' right to privacy. Blah 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 blah. From their parents. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure that's in the law. Yeah, well, it's California, so. Yeah. And that's one thing that could be interesting with that, too, is if 
that comes up that the Supreme Court could strike down that California law. Okay, no. <laughs> oh, wouldn't that be lovely? <laughs> then California will be um, seeking to secede from the union. That would make things easier. Well, don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> <laughs> so, something that happened, uh, oh, when did you send this to us, Keith? Was it beginning of January, middle of January? Something it was like, like that? three weeks ago. Yeah. It was like three weeks ago. No, I, I think wasn't, uh, I think it was January 31st. Yeah. The so end of January. Three weeks ago. Yeah. So, uh, an undercover video from uh, Accuracy and Media um, shows various Utah educators, administrators, talking about how they violated CRT, uh, U- Utah's CRT laws. And uh, well, it, it's fun. It, it's, it's a fun one. Let's have a little look-see here. So again, this is happening in Utah. In Utah. Yeah. Critical race theory. Critical race theory. Critical race theory. The hot topic of critical race theory may now become front and center here in Utah. Oh, it is. I'm Adam Gillette with Accuracy uh, let's Media. See. And let's skip ahead of to. Our investigation into pub- yeah. There. Yes. The work that him and Glenn Gunter do. Like, yeah. This is Jordan School District. Helping teacher in front load. Yes. Yes. Some of those lessons that might be considered, you know, like CRT or white privilege, things like that. How to name things and talk about things. What are you going to do if they pass one of those stupid, like, anti-CRT laws? That's Even if you're not teaching it, in Texas it ends up hitting other things. I don't. They're not going to pursue it like they would in Texas. Really? I really don't think so. Okay. Well, they've kind of gone around it because it just shows, like, the board did, uh, state board did a definition of um, what is what is equity and what what is contained in schools, and they have like a whole policy on professional development around equity, and so professional development, and so there's like loopholes with it that it just goes back to the LEA mm-hmm. for equity and for things. And so our, whenever our team goes out, we don't do an opt-out prior to. They just go out, meet the kids. Oh. We operate like a math department. We don't get parents' and permission to do this. We just do after it. After they go out saying, we were in your school, and this is what they talked about. That's right. They don't even give parents an opportunity to opt out. I guess they believe better to ask forgiveness than ask permission. Is that really the attitude that you want public school administrators to have towards your child? No. We have a, a teacher at the high school, and his name's this Isaac. Is when all Murray this stuff school happened, district. he had Black Lives Matter flat. Great big one. Um, and he was just loud and proud. And even after the board said, you know, you can't have... A flag bigger than the American flag. That's fair. <laughs> it was huge. It was huge. Um, you know, bigger than the American flag. You know, you mm-hmm. got it. And he was like, no, I'm Good. not going to. And whereas other teachers were fearful, right? Right. Um, he was like, fire me. Right. And and he got enough tenure, and they're like, oh, okay. You know, yeah. he's like, right, yep, fire me. I, but he has backing from the union. Yeah. Oh, good. The union's behind him. It's fine. You know, I often make the point that these administrators and educators that we capture aren't terrible people. They're not one-dimensional villains. They mean well by your child. But what they view as in the best interest of your child might be dramatically different from what you view 
as in the best interest of your child. But it also speaks to how powerful the union is, how unaccountable these teachers are, that they can do whatever they want and not even fear being reprimanded by the district. Before I was in this role, back to Jordan um, School District. My department did we did a discourse unit on social justice issues. What does the MAGA crowd or the church say when you start talking about social justice? Uh, you teach to a group of seniors at West Jordan High, and they don't. Work. It's an elective. Uh, yeah. Well, it was a required class. It was English yeah. 12. So. Oh, yeah. Would you say... Oh, so nothing to do with English. School or even middle school. Back do to they Murray. Do social justice? Yeah. Yeah. In, in junior high, yes. There are things as a high school teacher that frustrated me. Back to me. Jordan. Like, you can't ask for pronouns. That They made that law. I still <laughs> did. I still did. And okay. a lot of the high school teachers I know, especially in the English department, because we were like, this is bull crap. Like... We still did. The president of the American Federation of Teachers, Randy Weingarten, once said she would start caring about children once children started paying union dues. These incredibly wow. powerful yeah. teachers unions are the biggest donors in American politics. They donate more money than George Soros and Charles Koch. And yeah, they donate now, enough to make your governor veto a uh, bill that gives you school choice. To push social justice into your schools. The um, American Federation of Teachers. Yeah. And, Salt Lake um, City School District. Groups, they have this curriculum that they bring in. And we have oh. trainers. So we've had train the trainers. So now we have trainers internally. Oh, train wow. on social justice and NEA programs about that culture diversity specialists go out and they talk to students about jordan is the main highlight on this one <laughs> what is microaggressions especially at the middle school level and, awesome. and have those conversations oh, yeah. so even with the national pushback of the craziness mm -hmm. um our board was supportive and our superintendent continually supportive we hear a lot about social and emotional learning sel which is often, but not always, a Trojan horse to push the principles of critical race theory. And when parents speak out against it and demand a different curriculum for their child, they often get deceived. We have an SEL curriculum in every school, and that Good. is state expectation. That comes from the legislature, you guys. Good. Even with that woke curriculum. So I came up with an alternate curriculum for that okay. child. Mm -hmm. It is still an SEL curriculum. <laughs> Right? And but, it's like, so how about your child do this and this and this during that time? That sounds fantastic. Usually, well, of course it's not, but it's for oh. this, it meets the same objectives. Okay. It meets Publicly, the same objectives. She's, she's so proud like of herself. resources and books their children are being forced to read that they can speak up about it. But privately, they sing a very different tune. We do have a procedure where anybody could challenge a book, and we would follow that procedure and that state policy. Um, Hopefully it's a difficult process, though. It's really, really horribly hard. Huh, I love good. to hear that. Um, and it's horribly hard for everybody. So I'm having a hard time envisioning a lot of people following through with this. We've always had a policy. Oh, so it's intentionally designed to be like that. Um, about appealing curriculum, including appealing books. And it has to follow a pretty strict process of anybody who requests the book to be banned mm -hmm. has has to have read the entire book and their child has to have read the entire book uh -huh. and then they have to meet with a committee that's good that includes parents and teachers and administrators and district people and so they make it pretty difficult it's, it is and teachers unions oh. aren't the only far left that's organizations nice. that are brought into public education in utah they're also bringing in planned parenthood we have a very close partnership with lifetime parenthood of oh, course they, they do our district all the time Oh, that's awesome. So that's different than other places. That yeah, that's so awesome. Other Dude's just baiting her. <laughs> <laughs>
I mean, you still probably use Planned Parenthood resources. Oh, yeah. In our district, we definitely do. And they have, um, I mean, they're, they guest speak. Not not just do they have curriculum in our classrooms, but the Planned Parenthood people come in and speak in our high schools and then our junior high. Well, I mentioned you probably won't lose with telling the NAGA parents that we're bringing in Planned Parenthood. No. no, we don't do that, but they, you know, it's all published on their website and like all the resources that we use and that kind of thing. So anybody can look at any time and see what we're using or what those options are. But yeah, but thankfully, normally they don't actually look. No. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, credit to that oh. district for not entirely hiding the fact that they're working with Planned Parenthood, but how vigilant should parents have to be in order to make sure that their children are being educated rather than indoctrinated? But maybe you want that for your child. And it's for that reason that the best solution to this problem is school choice. Yes. We should fund students, not so much yes. parents <laughs> should be the ones to determine what types of organizations come in and talk to their children every year. Again, I'm Adam Gillette with Accuracy in Media. Thank you, Adam. Thank you. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, there's a lot to unpack here. <coughs> so, Excuse me. Basically, there are a lot of teachers. I mean, it seemed from that video that like there's a lot of teachers you know i don't know the proportion you know because i also know there's lots of good teachers out there mm -hmm. uh, public school system but like there are administrators where their objective is to continue to teach critical race critical race theory it's like their life's purpose like right. how do you develop that paradigm that you're like yes i must te teach that racism is all around us what's that um empire strikes back quote Hold on, I'm going to look it up. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, here it is. Um, it says, For my ally is the force, and a powerful ally it is. Life creates it, makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us, binds us. Is there a secret Yoda that I don't know about where it's racism? <laughs> or my ally, or <laughs> my ally is the racism, and a powerful ally it is. Life creates it, makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. It is racism or something, whatever. You know, like I feel like, like how how do you get indoctrinated to that to that point where that becomes your life mission to evangelize these to unsuspecting parents and unconsenting children? Explain that one to me. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a fascinating fascination they have with it, really, and and any progressive idea really it's like all of a sudden it has to be the thing well first they have to deny it and deny it and deny it and down it deny it and then all of a sudden it's yeah of course we're doing that why don't you accept it now hold wait you haven't been doing it like to this day mainstream media people like um who, who's the uh the leftist pope um john, uh, john oliver i'm thinking about john oliver like literally it's a propaganda session every every time that show comes on. But yeah, oh. like he had a whole segment where his whole point is that CRT is not being taught in schools. And it's ridiculous if you think that. And these teachers like we caught them on camera saying like, "Well, how are we going to get around CRT if it's banned in in our state?" Yeah. Yeah, so so just a little flashback um back in June of 2021 when uh, school, when states started to pay attention to this and pass laws to stop the teaching of CRT, uh, Mike and I even did 
a whole thing on CRT and where it comes from. That, that was a fun one. Delving into the, it takes all of like 25 seconds to find out that it's Marxism. <laughs> yeah, that's what SEL is. That was emotional lear- learning as a Trojan horse. They're like, oh, you know, it's just, it's, you uh-huh. know, teaching kids about their emotions and how to get along with each other. When no, it's it's really about critical race theory. It, it teaches you like about, like trauma or something, how yeah. everyone has trauma. Oh, and what's that trauma? Well, it's the sins of your racist ancestors or something, something like, like that. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, I think what we did is uh, we used uh, Wikipedia to, uh, we typed in critical race theory. Wikipedia was the first link, went to that, and it had a link to race theory, or critical theory, I mean. So we clicked on that, and then critical theory uh, referenced um something else i can't remember what it was and you click on that and oh Karl marx came up with that idea okay (laughs) it's three steps from marx basically um but yeah back back in june of 2021 well i feel vindicated because like i said everything leads to communism (laughs) it's just communism (laughs) keith's razor (laughs) exactly yeah, so uh, this article from uh, NBC News, um, teaching critical race theory isn't happening in classrooms, teachers say in survey. We don't get it. This objection is being pushed upon us, and it's not even happening in our classes, an English teacher in Phoenix area said. Then you won't oppose it being a, being a banned from teaching, right? If it's not happening, and you hear that it's so bad from everyone, why are you worried that it's going to be banned from being taught (laughs) Uh, ask myself that question every day yeah 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 so yeah it's not being taught anyways uh it got enough attention that uh local news uh here in utah uh took up the story and asked some questions and got some general responses from the uh various boards of education um, the Ogden statement is interesting because it's extremely long and they try to just deflect to SEL and we don't teach that stuff. So it's just SEL. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, you know, it's just like so be, <coughs> learning to be social. Yeah. And uh, it's still got enough attention that national news picked it up. Fox News has a Oh, the Utah it. story. The Utah story made it to national news. Yeah, it made it to Fox News with Jesse Waters. Cool. Um, I won't bore us with that clip because it's basically him talking about this. <laughs> but it's there if you want to go watch it because right. He uh, so this uh, group Accuracy Media was in Ohio and then they uh, and did a bunch of expose stuff there and then they released this one from Utah. So <laughs> just going around the country exposing stuff um the daily caller even had a uh article on it of teachers doing what they can to exploit loopholes and go around the law so they can teach this stuff (sighs) and uh uh representative chris stewart from utah even commented on it saying that this is uh uh, arrogant and repulsive and uh he's said he looks forward to 
getting the whole video from accuracy and media which you know is fair to make sure their full context is understood however based off what i saw i think enough context is there to understand that they know they're doing what they shouldn't do especially that lady in ogden that's i just give them something different that achieves the same objective <laughs> so, oh all right then <sighs> um the state school board did release a statement at the as the elected leadership team for the Utah State Board of Education, we are aware of recent allegations against several school districts regarding potential disregard for law or rule of div of divisive topics being taught within the school setting. All administrators and educators are required to abide by Utah law, board administrative rules, and official policy, including R2773-328 Education Equity in Schools. As a state's oversight entity for all public education, Utah State's Board of Education will review all the allegations to determine what appropriate action is necessary. Uh, stripping them of their licenses would be the appropriate action. Additionally, <laughs> we are continually working to improve our policies and rules to ensure compliance with Utah law. Notif notification policies and transparency with parents must be a priority within the public school system. Yes. Yes, transparency. Like, uh, um, so... I reached out to try to get emails from some of the, to try to get some sort of communication from the parties involved and got nothing personally, but someone that I know who uh, has quite the connection with the Jordan School District reached out almost right away and uh, got some responses. Most of them were pretty vanilla responses. Um, like PR responses? Basically. Um, like the Jordan School District's response is the video that has been shared online is an incomplete and misleading. We do not teach critical race theory in Jordan School District. We value parent participation in each child's education and respect a parent's right to opt out of classroom content according to district policy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That <coughs> teacher that says, oh, well, yes, we understand if you don't want to your child to teach SEL. So how about you use this other curriculum that I designed? And the, t the parents are like, oh, okay. And then she says, yeah, those, that alternate curriculum, it meets the same objectives. <laughs> yeah. Like that's misleading, huh? Yeah. And the, and the Jordan school district side is the one. Lady I guess that, that wasn't, I guess. Yeah. That, that was Ogden. Jordan, but, but the Jordan still, school district side, there's the one lady that said, uh, yeah, we just do it. And then we send out a thing afterwards, letting the parents know, Hey, we were in your school. This is what we talked about. Oh, so you didn't get permission beforehand. You're just like the guy said, asking for forgiveness later. I just love the, <laughs> we don't teach critical race theory in Jordan School District. We're not questioning whether or not the district itself is teaching <laughs> critical race theory. The, uh, the question is, are you doing anything to make sure your teachers are not teaching <laughs> critical race theory? <laughs> we, underst we understand you have that rule. What are you doing about those that violate the rule? Yeah. Um um also the uh state senator that helped write the legislation um it's it's hilarious because uh he responded to this person i know plus everyone else that he emailed in the school district <laughs> it's yeah i've seen the video and we're looking at it <laughs> it's just you're all on notice <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, well, it's <coughs> fantastic. Um, yeah, 
says, uh, uh, at this point, it appears to be a matter for the district to address with their employees. <clears throat> and he hopes that the full unedited videos will be made available so that such decisions can be based on all relevant facts, which is, again, fair. Yeah, do um, we have the unedited video somewhere? No, I reached out to uh, Accuracy Media, and they did not respond at all. I asked them if it'd be possible to get the full video or to have better context and how they did it and blah, 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 and no response. I guess we're not important enough yet. Well, that, so, that would be really useful. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this is, this is all to show, you know, it's very easy to think well it's not my state that has that problem it's not my school district it's not my elementary school it's <laughs> it's very easy to get into that mindset when you see all these stories happening around the country but then suddenly it's happening in your neck of the woods and now you got to scramble to figure out how to go about undoing whatever they did which is problematic because well they've already did it <laughs> And now, yeah. and now you're on the defensive instead of offensive, on your heels. Now this is wrong. Well, they have tenure. Well, um, it's uh, it's, it's bad that they have tenure. <sighs> tenure needs to go away. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It used to be a way to, uh, uh, you know, protect the teachers, like freedom to explore academic have academic freedom or whatever but I, at least that's true on the college level i don't even know what the point of tenure is on the um on like the high school or public school um level right I, and i think i think uh tenure is fine and all as far as you know internal affair type things but it shouldn't play into it shouldn't do anything when it's uh um hey you can't have that because it violates the district rules of having a flag bigger than the u.s flag yeah well you can't fire me because i have tenure oh yeah i guess you're right no 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 yeah no. <laughs> you you broke the rules of your employer the employer has every right to fire you yeah. Especially in Utah, which is a right-to-work state. Yeah. And a right to fire. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> one thing I saw that I think is a fantastic solution for education, aside from school choice, is uh, for public education, at least, um, teachers should be required to have X number of years' experience in the private sector doing some sort of job before they're allowed to be a teacher. Oh, that's interesting. So, ideally, it would be in a related field of what they're teaching, because you know that's what education used to be. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of going to school to learn how to teach people about how to learn in school. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's yeah. true. That is what teaching used to be. It's like, oh, we want more people in society to learn these skills. Hey, who already has these skills? Yeah. People who did the job that needs to be done more in society you know yeah and now yeah we just hire people that learn how to learn to teach things that they've never actually done 
Terrific. They, they don't even learn how to learn. They learn what to learn. Yeah. And then they teach people what to learn. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, but uh, we but, need to bring it in um, apprenticeships back. That needs to be a thing again. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. One thing I loved about um, so I went to a tech school to get a certificate, and my math teacher in that tech school, um, I got a certificate in machining, and my math teacher was a machinist. Nice. And so, so they didn't have the, your math teacher didn't actually have the normal credentials to teach math. No, she she did, but oh. she also was a machinist. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and so uh, whenever a question came up of how will I use this? She could turn around and say, well, for calculus, you're going to be using this and this and this. So you could do this. So that allows you to machine this and machining. Like, okay. That makes yeah. total sense. <laughs> yeah. And it's also when I learned that uh, trigonometry is actually about circles, not triangles. I I'm sorry. What? <laughs> <laughs> the study of trigonometry is to use triangles to measure circles. Yes. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yes. Trigonometry yes. is yes. actually about circles, not triangles. Yes. Okay. That <laughs> took me a second to understand. Wait, we what? Are, we are measuring triangles, but yeah, like measuring the angles and stuff and the ratios between them. Yeah, that has to do with circles. Yes, because you learned that only certain circles fit certain mm -hmm. triangles. Yeah. There's, it's fascinating. I mean, that was what my degree was in, so we can we can geek out about math. We can geek on that. I yes. don't know how our audience would feel about that, though. <laughs> but, yeah, think, things like that, I think, could help fix our educational system because, um, you know, you go to history, and your history teacher, um, they either did something in the world of history of maybe they were an archaeologist of some sort, or they just have experience working at some factory or whatever business and then they come to the school and they help you understand that how will this help me in life well i used it in this <laughs> instead of another experience i had in college before i stopped going to college realizing it was all a sham and a joke for me for me personally right. um, <clears throat> but uh i'm in math class and calculus and person asked it, it, what what is this even going to be used for? And the teachers, uh, it's finding as close to zero as you can get without actually getting to zero. And <laughs> I knew what it was because I was going engineering. And I'm like, uh, it's so you can understand like the max weight a plane can carry before it doesn't have enough lift or, or something like that. Yeah. And this teacher, this is her first year teaching math, her first year teaching. And she's starting off as a college math professor teaching calculus. So she went to school to be a teacher to teach math <laughs> to college. Yeah, no, uh, that, <clears throat> that was the same thing. So her, quick her, tangent about math. <laughs> her, so her, her response was... Oh, go ahead, yeah. Her response was, I don't know, scientists might use it to find like where a fly is in a room at some point or something. I was like, okay, I'm done. I, you, don't, you have no idea what, yeah. this is, <laughs> what you're teaching. <laughs> I'm not wasting my money on this anymore. Yeah, no, I um, I always wanted to be a math professor when I was, like, all through high school or whatever. My plan was to get um, a PhD in math or at least a master's degree so I could go teach math on the college level. Um, but I got to my senior year of being a math major. And, I, I like, when you get that high, like your junior and senior level, 
of a math major, like the, it completely changes. It goes from like things like calculus to proofs and proofs are completely different. Right. And I was not particularly passionate about the proofs part. Like I loved calculus and stuff, but once we got to the proofs stuff, like I did fine in them, but I just didn't find it nearly as interesting as working with actual numbers. And I remember sitting in class one time and the teacher was going through the proofs or whatever. And I, I was thinking to myself, I am never going to use this the rest of my life (laughs) and i want to be a math professor right (laughs) yeah anyway anyway um i i will say though my quick tangent on defending you know what math skills are used for um so one thing it's helped me on it has strengthened my subconscious like very like a whole lot because um when you understand the proportion of things it's like when you when someone tells you something, you kind of get a sense on whether or not it's bullcrap or not. Right. Maybe that's why I took up <laughs> the math doesn't add up. I, you know, like <laughs> it, m- m- raw math is not the only way to develop that skill, obviously. But yes. like I noticed a contrast when I went back to school to finish my math degree and like my state of mind before that, and it's like a night and day difference for me. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I would say just understanding a sense of proportion um, is probably the most useful day-to-day thing that I've noticed. Because, um, yeah, I would say the average person does not understand scale one bit. Right. You know, like, I think that's the most useful skill that the average person can learn that, generally speaking, they don't know anything about. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Something like that where teachers can have some sort of real world experience. So whatever it is they're teaching, they can apply that to their teaching method to kids. So then when kids do ask those questions, how is this even going to be used in my life? The teacher can then respond with, well, this, this, and this, or they can say, I know this person did this for a living. Go talk to them. Yeah. And it's (laughs) true. Like I, I did ask that question of like, what am I going to do with this in my life? I asked that to multiple teachers and most of the, teachers were like um teach (laughs) yeah yeah because that's what they spent their whole life doing and that's what they ended up doing that's all they know they they don't have any experience outside of that yep um but yeah like i've been able to come up with much better answers to that since i um have had multiple jobs outside of the teaching realm since then right and they and they uh grow up basically in this atmosphere where so even as a student in school the student that violates the rules doesn't get punished as much as the student that stops the student from violating the rules. Right. <laughs> so, uh, so like you got the bullying thing going on and the kid finally hits the bully back and the kid that was being bullied is in trouble just as much as not more than the kid yep. that's been beating him up the whole time. Yep. No, I've, I've, I've seen that in my life. That's absolutely true. So they, so they grow up in that system as students and then they get into the education field where well, you have tenure now. The longer you stay, the more you can get away with. Yeah. It's essentially right. what they're taught. <laughs> well, whereas, whereas the real world would tell them, uh, no, you can't do that. That's against the policy of the company. You're fired. Yeah. Well, <laughs> speaking of trigonometry, that was a wonderful tangent. <laughs> ah, ah, that's a bath joke for you. Zing. Zing. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> Yeah, that's okay, going back to the, you know, the teachers teaching critical race theory behind the parents back. You know, my general comment on that is this is bullcrap. 
Like, I would love to send my kids to public schools, but with these sorts of teachers lurking around, I just don't see that as an option. Oh, absolutely, yeah. If they, like, if they are going to try to circumvent the rule, like, not just the rules, but the law, you know, to teach critical race theory against the wishes of most of the parents, and they know it's against the wishes of the parents, but they do it because they're ideologically driven to teach this crap. Uh-huh. Like, how... Like and, how and like I, I said, never... they grew they grew up in an environment without uh, repercussions for actions. Yeah, so I I just I just don't see it as an option to send my um, kids to public school. It seems to me like school choice is the only option to move forward because these teachers like there are plenty of parents that think these teachers are like heroic or whatever because they're teaching their ideology which I don't understand at all. Like, I really don't understand how someone could be indoctrinated to that degree to actually believe that crap. Uh Uh-huh. To the point where they want their kids to learn it. They want everyone else's kids to learn it. It just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. You know, and, like, what they're pushing is they're pushing things like, oh, your child, maybe they're a, a boy, or maybe they're a girl, even though they were born a boy. Or, you know, like... Yeah. That sort of thing, like... If we agree on what constitutes as child abuse, then I just don't want those people in my society. Like, I think separate institutions is the only way moving forward. And and just just uh, just so you know, yeah, it's bad. Conversion therapy is bad, unless you are converting them to believe the woke stuff that you believe. Then conversion therapy is okay. No. The, the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, speaking of the gay conversion therapy stuff, like that's the definition in Canada is that it it is like literally c- criminal to try to convince a gay person that maybe he might be straight or even talk about that possibility. That is literally criminal, but it is a okay to try to convince a straight person that they might be gay. To, to do it the other way around, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like and that's the definition of conversion therapy. They changed the <laughs> definition to say that oh, it only counts if it's going from a you know I, I forget the terminology that they used, but like an LGBT person to a straight person like that's the only direction that it's allowed to go then it's criminal but if you do it in the other direction like oh that's totally fine yeah Yeah. you know in in canada at least that's that's in the law and and also to be clear i'm fine with critical race theory being taught about just as much as i'm fine with students learning about karl marx and marxism because you need to know about all these things sure and real education teaches you about things and then allows you to draw conclusions on what is or is not a good thing sure 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 yeah like i I remember i had a world religions unit in uh middle school and the way it was presented is like some people believe this some people believe this and some people believe this you know and didn't like say oh this one's good and this one's bad or whatever right but that seems to be what they're doing like they're literally trying to convince white kids that being white is bad and oppressive because of what your ancestors did or whatever Mm -hmm. and then they have the pride flag and whatever other symbolism all around the place whereas if a christian teacher put the cross up in the classroom they'd be hung and uh, drawn and quartered yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) well that's different no it is not (laughs) No, not at all. <laughs> ah, 
anyways, that's that's all that. It's pay attention to what's going on in your backyard because what happens in the backyard. The reason why we're seeing all this ish on the national and global level is because we stop paying attention to it in our own homes, basically. And uh, it's only spread from there into a bigger problem, and then it feeds off of each other into worse and worse problems. Yeah. Well, I want to build on that real quick. (coughs) Uh, Trevor, Trevor, I sent you um, an email with a couple of links of my own. Um, can Can you pull that up? Uh, yes. Can you, um, can you play the clip that says Jordan Peterson's take on white privilege? I think that builds up to that point. You know, I think the idea of white privilege is absolutely reprehensible. And it's not because white people aren't privileged. (laughs) You know, we have all sorts of privileges, and most people have privileges of all sorts, and you should be grateful for your privileges and work to deserve them, I would say. But... The, the idea that you can target an ethnic group with a collective crime, regardless of the specific innocence or guilt of the constituent elements of that group, there is absolutely nothing that's more racist than that. It's absolutely abhorrent. Thank I you. Can't... I mean, that, that, if, you, if you really want to know more about that sort of thing, you should read about the kulaks in the, in the Soviet Union in the 1920s, K-U-L-A-K-S, because they were, they were farmers who were very productive. They were the most productive element of the agricultural strata in, in Russia. And they were virtually all killed or raped and robbed by the collectivists who insisted that because they showed signs of wealth, they were criminals and... and, and, and and, and robbers. So, and the, one of the consequences of the prosecution of the Kulaks was the death of six million Ukrainians from a famine in the 1930s. The idea of collectively held guilt at the level of the individual as a legal or philosophical principle is dangerous. It's precisely the sort of danger that people who are really looking for trouble would push. So, and, and just a cursory glance at 20th century history should teach anyone who wants to know exactly how, how unacceptable that is. Yep. Yeah. So, anyway, Jordan Peterson, like, again, he's basically saying that teaching a particular ethnic group that they're evil for being that race, I mean, there is nothing more racist than that. Yes. And um, if you can go to the next clip, the one that uh, I labeled the white guilt narrative is used as justification for rioting. Ooh, Rumble. Yeah. That one I, I had to get that one off of Rumble. <laughs> I don't know how loud this one's going to be for you. Let's see. So we didn't test Rumble's audio. Oh, that's true. Yeah, we didn't. I know that there are protests still happening in yeah, major cities across the United States. I just not seeing the reporting on it that I that right, I had that's right. for the first few weeks. That's um, right. But they're not going to stop. They're not going to stop. And that's they're not this is a movement I'm oh, telling you. They're the not going to stop. And mm-hmm. and everyone beware. Because they're not going to stop. It is going to. They're not going to stop before election day in November, and they're not going to stop after election day. And that should be. Everyone should take note of that on both levels. That this isn't. They're not going to let up, and they should not. And we should not. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That was. So that was the vice president, or I guess he was a candidate at the time. Um, But the point is, is that that's where this ideology leads, like. Mm -hmm. like you think it's so innocent teaching this to kids or whatever. It's like, Oh, it's just to help black people or whatever. But no, you're, you're teaching the white guilt narrative 
and then that instills a sense of like uh, a need for recompense and that's used as justification for rioting they the vice president in that clip she was encouraging rioting is what she was doing yes so <clears throat> um and, so and or- organizations like the ku klux klan didn't just begin the way that they that we know them now it started off with a few people that had an idea that they thought they were better than another group of people just because of skin color. <clears throat> and from there, it grew into this whole movement that could not stop, would not stop until they accomplished the things they wanted to accomplish. And it led to civil war. <laughs> you said <laughs> With, that was the KKK? That was the KKK. Yeah. Likewise, we have Black Lives Matter that started out not as we know them now or even as in the summer of 2020 but started out as an idea that, well, I'm just this way because I'm oppressed. Oppressed by who? Well, the white man. Oh, okay, so the white man's the bad guy? Yeah, the white man's the bad guy, has been forever, and I'm oppressed because of it. What about all these things that you're able to have in current society? That doesn't matter because I'm oppressed. <laughs> it's, yeah. it, it's the same thing. <laughs> it's yeah, the but, same origin story. Anyway, it, so, <clears throat> this this ideology, it's giving them some kind of a victim narrative that justifies them doing horrible things to innocent people. Um, I couldn't, I couldn't find the clips of this, but um, I've seen clips of people justifying their writing saying things like, Oh, well, white people own slaves. So we are taking what's rightfully ours or it's okay because they have insurance or whatever, because they oh, yeah, those, those were all over the place works. in 2020. Yeah. During you know, those riots, so, yeah. Anyway, the point is, is like instilling this ideology leads to violence and like isn't the left all about like oh this this narrative is leading to violence therefore we should ban trump from twitter or whatever but that we have the vice president encouraging the riots yeah where's why is social media not taking action against that well because she's saying the right things Uh, (laughs) anyway point is point is critical race theory is really bad and it leads to some awful things that may be coming to a backyard near you if we don't stop it and whenever it's exposed they rebrand it like you saw in the video it's critical race theory is now sel and sel is probably being changed to something else you can't just go off of name alone you have to actually examine what's inside of the name to figure out what it is they're actually teaching and don't be afraid if you are still going to private schools or public schools even private schools uh, don't be afraid to go into your student's classroom and ask the teacher some questions (laughs) <laughs> yeah parents need to be vigilant absolutely if they're going to keep going to uh public schools but uh yeah i i i am constantly discouraged by this like my kids are getting close to school age and it's just so depressing thinking about like the malintentions that could be lurking behind those walls do you know what i mean yep you can spend you can spend uh, even with homeschooling. You can spend eighteen years uh, teaching them at home and teaching them correct values and all this stuff, and then they decide they want to go off to college. And after two years in college, it's all erased. The eighteen yep. years of work that you did on them. So. Yep. Yeah, it's fun. It's a fun world we live in, and it's this is just stuff that's kind of local. It has nothing to do with all the news recently of war. <laughs> On our doorsteps, as usual. Oh, yeah. I'm uh, sure we'll get into that stuff in the coming weeks. Yes, we will. Anyways, any final thoughts? No, just this is bullcrap. This is bullcrap. You know, 
uh, like we we need to hound our legislatures, but you know, like even if we pass laws, those laws have to be enforced. You know, so if 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 people aren't taking upon themselves the responsibilities that are rightfully theirs, the system will fail, and that's basically the story of every system. Right. 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 Um, yeah, that's uh, that's all I got. Um, oh no. I don't think I have our outro sound. How do I not have our outro sound? No. Can we make it up on the spot? Oh, How does our no, outro no. go again? I, oh, I, you found I, it? I found it. I found it. Oh, okay. I found it. I was willing to do it a cappella. <laughs> it uh, might be loud. It's not loud. Okay. It's not loud. It's not loud. And cue the Pause. Outro. Pause. Dang it. Pause. <laughs> 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 anyway with all that do all the subscribing and the liking even though we are a flawless well-oiled machine here <laughs> uh, we're not all... beneath doing our own sound effects no we are not <laughs> will sound effect for subscribers for subscriptions <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, <gasps> bye. bye. I bought the uh, um, Harry Hogwarts game. Oh, you did? Yes. Oh, I haven't done that yet. My uh, my Gamefly subscription expired, and I figured if I were to renew it again, there's a good chance I wouldn't get a copy of the game. <laughs> so That's I fair. decided to hold off. I am sitting on a six-month subscription of Gamefly, but, you know, if you and Mike bought it, <laughs> I figured I could just borrow it from you guys at some point. Well, mine's the uh, digital through Steam is where I got mine. Oh, I see. Yes, All right. Well, yes. never mind on your side. I definitely am going to go for the PS5. But, you know, I could always just redeem the fi the six months of Gamefly and get it in no time flat. You know, but I probably need to wait a month, which it's been like just over a week since it was released. Yeah, it, it has been. The reviews are accurate from what I've seen. It's pretty great. Pretty good. Yeah, I um speaking of video games, I upgraded my Steam Deck. Oh, that's right. That's a thing. <laughs> I forgot yeah. about Steam Deck completely. Yeah. Oh, I I think it's really great. So I upgraded it and added. I went from 64 terabytes internal storage with a one terabyte SS or SD card, uh, to a one terabyte SSD card with a one terabyte micro um SD card. It's freaking insane they can have a terabyte on those things yeah so now <laughs> the reason i did it is because it's easier to make modifications on the main drive and 64 gigabytes isn't enough to do anything on the main drive right um and so now i'm able to um 
play my PlayStation 5 games really easily through um, like through my own network, you know, so I can play PS5 games anywhere in the house. So that's pretty sweet. Very nice. And of course I can download more games. But then again, even with the one terabyte SD card before the surgery, um, where I had to open up my Steam Deck, uh-huh. uh, even before that I could hold like like 25 games or 30 games or something like that. And uh, I can pass about 15 games on a given year. And that number is probably going to go down (laughs) as as I have, you know, more kids and, you know, more demanding job and that sort of thing. More time consumed elsewhere. Yeah, exactly. So, um, feels kind of funny that I upgraded it, but I still wanted to do it. I, I observed something funny with, uh, while playing Harry Potter. I don't know if J.K. Rowling intended this or not with the universe that she created, but technologically, wizards aren't more advanced than humanity is. No, definitely not. And I was thinking about that because I was thinking, you know, wizards have the ability to just have things do things for them, which should give them plenty of free time to figure other things out. And that's when I realized, oh, yeah, we invent technology because we want things to do things for us. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So the wizards have no need to increase their technology as much as yeah the muggles do. <laughs> no, the fun the funny thing is is um Harry the the last Harry Potter book took place I think in like 1999 right or something like that right and then the the sequel happened or like the epilogue rather um that happened what like ten years later or. Oh, oh, like yeah. 15 years later. So that would take it to like 2014 or so. Right. You know, and that's the era in which like smartphones became a big thing. You know, so I, I, I told my wife this after we finished the Harry Potter books as a couple. I was like, honey, that's the sequel they should write is the muggles find out about the wizarding world and they have like proof through smartphones and satellites whatever. and whatever else. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that that should be the Harry Potter. That <clears throat> should be. But Make I it. would actually, I would actually say that that's one of the bigger plot holes in the Harry Potter world is because the Muggles know, like Aunt Petunia knows and has known her whole life. Right, but and they're probably written off as conspiracy theorists, loony, loony whatevers, though. Yeah. No, I swear, there's a giant castle where a bunch of magical kids go to school. Uh huh. <laughs> Where do you think this subset of the population goes? What boarding school do you think I sent them to? <laughs> and you said Don't it, give me a truancy ticket. And you said they get their invitation to this school via owl, was it? Yes. You <laughs> have evidence. Because, <laughs> you know, those popular carrier owls, cousins to the carrier pigeon, right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, forward to the Harry Potter game. Yes. Well, let's get started, shall we? Yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> 